We are I. Good morning, everybody. 4.55 a.m. Dark, but the birds are going to start chirping here any minute. Around 5 a.m. right now, those birds start chirping. And, man, I just, I love that. Because pretty soon, I'm going to be sitting here at like 4.30 in the morning, and those birds are going to be chirping. And that is the best time of year possible. Now, I'm putting together this master document, um, kind of an accumulation of all these things that are in my mind that I want to get out onto paper, Um, you know, just an accumulation of all this knowledge that I've, you know, ascertained over all these years and, you know, all these podcasts I listen to, all these books that I read, all these people that I talk to. And this list is just like what I think is the best training protocol for what I believe. Um, You know, if if it was a best case scenario based on all the information that I've heard, what's, what's good for the average person who wants to fucking crush it. Like you're not trying to be a full marathon runner. You're not trying to be an Olympic power lifter. You're not trying to be a bodybuilder competing on stage, but you're a fucking ruthless warrior of life. And protocols to be able to enhance your life, your quality of life, your longevity of life on top of that. And this leads me to the portion of this that I want to talk about on the podcast this morning is the sauna. I know I've talked about the sauna a lot. I know sauna is getting a ton of attention right now um, around the world, you know, people who are just willing to open their eyes and their ears to it. But um, so Dr. Huberman is listening to a podcast with him and Lex Friedman, one of Lex Friedman's recent uh, podcasts. And they were just touching back on a podcast that he had done on his podcast with somebody else, you know, and I realize how many different ways there are to be able to use these tools in our life. But the one most important part that I realized is that there's a lot of research done into life. And if you look up at like what the responses that we're getting from this, um, you know, like specifically dynorphin. If you look that up and you're like, what is dynorphin? You Google this and you're just like, wow, this is terrible like why would I ever want this process to happen in my body why would I want this molecule released in my body specifically around you know like the context of how they describe that it happens through like extreme stress like mental emotional stress you know but when we look at it through the proper lens and when the right person explains it we realize that yes that's one way to look at it, but this thing has an incredible positive effect on our body like an incredible positive effect but if we just read it for what the words say what the definition says you think you wouldn't want it but you actually do because the benefit of this molecule flowing around in your body has like like tenfold 20-fold 30-fold increase of positive effects that happen in your body so we have to watch this is another one of those scenarios we have to watch what we read and how we perceive it because we may not have a full understanding of exactly what it is that we're listening or we're learning or being taught or reading. So again, the importance of walking through life with your eyes wide open. 
you know, but then again, when we come back in, you know, like we have the sauna and let's bring the analogy and we have this hammer, we have this tool. Well, when you look at this hammer, you know, look and you're like, well, I, I bang this hammer, I, I pound in a nail. And it's like, well, yes, but you can pound in multiple different sizes of nails. You know, based on the weight of your hammer, it's going to determine how many strokes it's going to take to be able to pound that nail in, the size of the nail that you can hit with that hammer. But there's also this claw on the backside of it where you can pull nails out. But you can also use this tool to, say, bang out a two by four, get it into the right place to line it up properly. You can use it to bang it out completely when that's already nailed in. You can use it as a destruction tool to be able to take down a wall. You can break a glass with it. You can do multiple different things with this hammer. Like we look at this hammer and it may have a singular purpose, but if we want to retrofit this hammer to multiple purposes, we can, and it becomes incredibly applicable to that environment. Now, when you look at this in context to the sauna, it's like, yes, you can just go into the sauna. Yes, it can be warm. But like, what are the different, how are the different ways we can use this? So Dr. Huberman was explaining one of these studies about how to be able to get a 16x increase in your growth hormone levels, natural growth hormone levels in your body. Now, once a week, this takes once a week. It's not something that you have to do every day. Once a week. So it means 52 times a year you can do this and get a 16x increase on your growth hormone levels. Now, for an athlete or for anybody who, who wants to live a better quality life, this is incredibly key, very important. All you have to do is go into the sauna for 30 minutes and you come out for five or 10. Now, you don't come out, you don't have a cold bath, you don't have the cold shower, you just come out. You let your body re-regulate slightly, 5-10 minutes, preferably closer to the 5 from what I understand. You do that four times, so you're actually in the sauna for two hours. You have once a week, and you have a 16x increase in your growth hormone levels. Now, that should absolutely be a part of your training protocol. There's nothing else that you can do outside of taking synthetic growth hormone that is going to raise your growth hormone levels by 16x. And again, that's once a week. Now, the temperature range when you're looking for here, the studies were between you know 80 degrees Celsius and 100 degrees Celsius. But again, it's also perceived stress, and this is where the dynorphin comes in because you know, like that is just when you are in that loopy like state where you're rocking back and forth, and you just want to get out of the sauna, and your mind's playing tricks on you, and your head's pounding. Like, like that is that dynorphin release. That is the point that you absolutely need to sit in the sauna to. You need to get to that point, marinate and stew in that area, that zone before you think about getting out, because that is where the benefit lies. And that's when you're determining how hot your sauna should be. It's like it's based on adaptation, how long you've been in the sauna for, how long you've been doing sauna for, and you know what your tolerance is to heat and stress. And I always call it sauna, and I know people are going to show me because it's sauna, sauna. And I already got shit on that before for not saying sauna correctly. But another story for another day. So... When we also look at it that when we want to reduce our cardiovascular disease potential for death, 
This is, you know, anything to do with a cardiovascular event at all. Now, even the range here to me is incredibly significant. The range is between one day and seven days a week. So even if you go into the sauna one day, you are going to reduce your cardiovascular disease by about 10 to 12%. And you're like, holy fuck, like that's a, that's a big drop. Like, you know, in business, if somebody's like, I'm going to increase your margin by 10 or 12%, you're like, fuck yeah. So why wouldn't we look at that same thing? Like if we can reduce our potential for cardiovascular disease by 10 or 12%, going into the sauna one day a week, why wouldn't we? And why wouldn't we? 30 to 45 minutes, preferably 160 degrees plus. But just get in it. This is where we look at. Just get in it. And you can achieve that result. Now, you can bring that up to about 50, 55% reduction in cardiovascular disease the closer that you get to that seven days a week, 30 to 45 minutes, 160, 170 degrees plus. Absolutely. But again, one day, we're talking about potentially one day. I just outlined two scenarios for you where you can go into the sauna one day a week and achieve extreme amounts of benefit. We're not even talking here about the dopamine release, which is going to have the is the best natural antidepressant and better than any SSRI that you're going to take. Never mind the heat shock protein release. You know, never mind the benefits of preserving muscle tissue and reducing atrophy, you know, in athletes who are, you know, during an injury phase or cannot train, but more importantly, people who are aging, who are naturally seeing atrophy take effect, no matter how hard you're trying to curb that. You know, we're not talking about any of those benefits. We're talking just about these two very simple things that should have a profound effect on your understanding of why you should be sitting in the sauna and the duration and the amount of commitment it's going to take to get there. Now, you should be sold. Like, you should be absolutely sold on those two facts. Those two very limited scenarios that are absolutely easy to achieve because they're all based on one singular day a week. Now, I did some quick math right before I started this podcast, and I was like, okay, most people are going to have a bad habit that costs them approximately $4 a day. Most people's bad habits are far exceeding that. But if you look at that, if you stop and get any kind of coffee, any kind of treat, if you drink any kind of beer or wine or spirit or anything along those lines, if you do any single one of those every day, let's call it that you spend $4 a day. On a 30-day cycle, it's $120 a month. You can absolutely finance a sauna that costs about a couple thousand dollars for $120 a month. And in a year and a half, you will have that sauna bought and paid for. And it'll pay you dividends in your health and healthcare later on life. It's going to save you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Because the thing is, with all these studies... They, they don't take into consideration anybody stopping any other component of their life. This has nothing to do with that. You've stopped smoking, stopped drinking, stopped eating healthy, started working out. It has none of these things. It's just the average person doing everything 
that they do, changing nothing else except for going in the sauna, you are going to get these positive effects. Why would you not? So say that you stretch that out and you say, okay, well, I spend $2 a day or I only do my bad habits 3.5 days a week. So in three years, theoretically, you can have that sauna paid off if you allocate that same amount of money to something that is going to give allow you to be able to have that kind of benefit. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we do that? Like that is how easy it is for you. Like, do most people have the two or three thousand dollars to be able to spend on a sauna? Nope. But can you look at it realistically and budget out and take a little from A and B and put it into C and get a sauna? Absolutely. So again, this is one of those times where it's like, I arm you with information. I arm you with a way to be able to live a better quality life for longer. And do the things that you want to do in a easier, more, I'm just a lost word, an easier, more efficient way, an easier with better quality of life. Because again, like we didn't even really highlight, and I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but there's all these other spinoff benefits too. But if you want to look at it only to the fact that you can reduce your risk of a cardiovascular event or increase your growth hormone levels by a 16x, which has in both of those have an exponential impact on your life. Why wouldn't you? The only way, the only other thing I'm going to add here is the a predictor of length of life is leg strength, but more importantly, ankle stability. The reason why this is is because it prevents prevents unnecessary falls in elderly people. You have the ability to be able to catch yourself if you're about to fall. You have the ability to be able to stand on strong, sturdy legs where then you're not going to fracture a shoulder or an elbow or bang your head or any of these things that as you get older are extremely or have a very high concern because the rate of recovery is so so low. It takes so long to be able to recover from these dramatic events the further you are in your life. So if you can go into the sauna and you can preserve that muscle tissue by 30 to 40% by going into the sauna regularly, knowing that the atrophy that happens naturally with life, no matter what you are doing, you are naturally going to experience some atrophy. That's why there's there's some great-looking 80-year-old bodybuilders, but there's none that are fucking jacked, just like swole like a motherfucker. Like there is none because... Our testosterone levels are lower. You know, we naturally start to atrophy through life. That's just going to happen. So why wouldn't you put a a, a stop to that by almost a 50% reduction by simply going in the sauna? Because again, you are helping your quality of life later on. These things should be important to you. They should be important to all of us. Not just to the Norwegian people of the world, not just to the um, Eastern European people of the world. This should be important to all of us. So now that you're armed with this information, what are you willing to do with it? So that's my question of the day. So I've just given you a tool to be able to increase the quality and the length of your life. What are you willing to do about that? 